the type of I like. This is the type of I like. This is the type of I like. This is the type of I like. Uh, this is the type of I like. Dime a dozen. Traffic. Welcome back, welcome back everyone. It is your man Damien Bartonic, and today I'm joined by a very special guest. My guest covers Texas State football for the Austin Statesman. He's one of the best reporters in the business and someone that I've learned a lot from. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, Kev Chardello. Kev, my guy, how are you doing today? Hey, I'm awesome, Dame. Thanks for having me on here. Thanks for that awesome introduction. You oversold <laughs> me a little bit, but I, I appreciate that. Nah, man, it's it's all love, man. Trust me. You've I I I look up to someone like you, man. You've done a you've done a lot for me, a lot of wise words. So I appreciate it, man. And you know, I said you covered Texas State, but we're not here to talk about Texas State. We're here to Thank talk God. about the Raiders. We're here to talk about the Washington football team. Like, this is my my man Kef's a lifelong Raiders fan. We've had plenty of conversations in the press box about the Raiders. Uh, and I thought it was it, it was time. I needed him on here. So I think what we're gonna do, man, is we're just gonna hop into this right now. And uh, we're gonna start with the Raiders, man. I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you something, man, and I want you to just tell me, you know, call a spade a spade, man. You're here on Thanksgiving. I'm sure you're eating up, you know, feeling good. And the Raiders beat the Dallas Cowboys, man. What what were you thinking? How was your Thanksgiving after seeing that? And 11 games into the season, all things considered, how are you feeling about the Raiders? Man, you know, on Thanksgiving, going into it, I, I did not have high expectations. After what had happened the, the last three weeks for the Raiders and the losses, and they hadn't scored more than 16 points in like a month, and I was just like, they're playing this Dallas team. They're, they're going to handle them. And, and I was at Thanksgiving at my parents, but my uh, my mother-in-law was also there, huge Dallas Cowboys fan. So she was over there cheering for her Cowboys, talking all this mess before. You know, I, I couldn't get too wild during the game. You know, you can't can't mess with that. You get, it's going to start a fight at home. But, you know, I, I was definitely enjoying watching that. It, a lot of the the refs definitely handed the Raiders some, uh, some easy plays. There was definitely some questionable calls. There's a roughing the passer on Derek Carr that was outrageous but I'll take it <laughs> yeah know, take but. it yeah <laughs> it was that that was a crazy game it was you know it was a high scoring one but it was also kind of messy with a lot of, I mean penalties I think it was something like 14 penalties on each side and that's been indicative of the Raiders they've been uh, over a long period of time they've been kind of one of the more undisciplined teams of the league always leading the, the league near the, the the highest of the highest penalized teams in the league year in year out it seems and it's definitely that way this year with Passaccia taking over for Gruden it just it doesn't seem like they really have a firm leader in charge you know he asked me 11 games in how I'm feeling that's how I feel I think if they make the playoffs they're gonna they're gonna sneak their way in but they're not they're not a true contender or, or anything like that um, I mean gosh I'm sure we're gonna get into that with rugs going down and <laughs> whole bunch of other issues with this team. It's just not working out the way it looked like it would in preseason, but that was a good win on Thanksgiving. I was definitely yeah. pretty happy the rest of my day. Uh, <laughs> the last time they played on Thanksgiving, they lost. It was in Dallas. I drove to it, went to the game in person and I left with a loss. So this one was much better. I appreciated it way more. Oh yeah. You stayed home and got a dove. You can't be mad at that. You can't be nope. mad at that. And yeah, like you said, that game was, it was a very good game. Um, I was tweeting it, you know, a little bit throughout the game. And I was like, man, it seems like Vegas doesn't want to win. But then Dallas comes and I'm like, well, Mike McCarthy doesn't want to win either. So I think we're, we might see a tie. I, I think I tweeted like, will this actually be a tie? Because it seemed like no one wanted to take it, man. But the Raiders did in the end. Uh, Dallas, like I said, a couple of those late drives in overtime or the one late drive that y'all scored on rather. Uh, they jump off sides. What is it? Two times, three times or something like that in a row, back to back to back. Like, oh man, it was, it was a little sloppy, a little ugly football, but 
that's what Thanksgiving's about, man. I think it was fine. It was a good time. And uh, for me personally, I think where y'all stand right now is kind of what I expected. Routinely kind of Vegas over the years, they start out really hot. Uh, and then as they kind of we hit midseason to the end of the year, they kind of sputter a little bit and they kind of end up eight and eight, seven and nine, nine and seven, somewhere around that bunch, that mix. Um, so I don't really think they've surprised me in any way. But with that being said, considering all that y'all went through, and I guess we'll go into this next topic here. You guys have been through a lot this year. I mean, <laughs> man, I, I don't even know where to start. You know what I mean? And I don't want to really go into detail about all that. Uh, but man, considering where you're at today, I don't think you could be very upset about that. Now, what is your dream scenario for the Raiders and this front office from new coaches to a new staff? Uh, not not personnel wise, but just front office coaching. What is kind of your dream scenario, uh, you know, going forward? Yeah, you, you know, you nail on the head the way you describe the Raiders. They, they start out really hot. They overplay who, their, their competition. I mean, they have wins over the Ravens earlier this year and some and some good wins over good teams. And then in the middle of the year, towards the end of the year, they seem to teeter off, and that's exactly what's happening again. And I, I feel like the only reason they even get to 7-9, and 8-8 eight eight is because they have a steady quarterback uh, when everything else is kind of in flux, when there's offensive line issues, when there's issues with the defensive backs. There's all these other issues. Derek Carr is still there, at least playing consistent and good. You know, not necessarily great, but, you know, good. You know, if he had enough players around him, he'd be, he'd be a playoff quarterback, but that's another deal. <laughs> um, you know, a, a dream scenario for myself and, and other Raiders fans. Uh, man, uh, I mean, for me personally, I, I never liked the idea of Mike Mayock being in there at GM. Um, I, I thought that Mark Davis, he saw two guys on TV that he really liked. He was like, oh, I like John Gruden. Oh, and I like Mike <laughs> Mayock. Let me go ahead and hire them to run my football team. And it hasn't worked out great. I mean, look at the off the field issues that you were just alluding to. I mean, Henry Ruggs getting into that you know, tragic car accident, taking that woman's life. Uh, and they had to let go of him. He, he didn't even play 20 games with the Raiders. Or if he did play, it was right, right you know, like 22, yeah. something like that. Same deal with Damian Arnett. They both were first-round picks in the same draft last year. Yep. And they're both gone. I mean, if that's not indicative of how bad their talent analysis is, I don't know what what is. What's telling you what else you need to see? I yeah. mean, it was kind of with the whole deal with the the – Washington football team getting getting investigated and the emails <laughs> coming out. What yeah. a what a connection there! I didn't even really put that together right now. Yeah, but those emails coming out, getting Gruden fired. Um, the, you know, and, as yeah, he absolutely deserved to be fired when you see the contents of those emails. But even from a coaching standpoint, I wasn't a big fan of him anyways. Overpaid, thought his his style was old school. And when he was gone, I was like, wow, they actually kind of got lucky. You know, so I, I feel like the Raiders are. Because Gruden is gone, I didn't like him. I thought it was this weird nostalgia hire. I don't know why they did it. Uh, my dad liked it. My dad's an old Raiders. <laughs> he remembers 03 when they went to the Super Bowl with Gruden. I yeah. was like, I'm, I, or, you know, against Gruden, I should say. That's yeah. a weird, you know that one, right? Where yeah, 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 yeah. Traded Gruden to the Buccaneers. So, <laughs> Weirdest my, thing ever. That was my childhood, right? It was like eighth grade for me. And it's just, <laughs> my team, my team goes to the Super Bowl, but they play the coach they just traded. And, I Rich Gannon, MVP, throws five interceptions. Yeah, outrageous. and and I mean, I, I don't mean to sound slanderous here, but he did win with Tony Dundee's players. But I'm not gonna. Yes. I, I'll digress. Yeah. I'm, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna yeah. slander too much. But I think that is a, a fact. Slander, uh, slander away. I'm on that train. <laughs> with Absolutely, he went in yeah. there and won with Dungy's team. Like no doubt, yeah. no doubt. I, it's just like with Bill Callahan. He was the offense coordinator for the Raiders. He took over for Gruden. 
and he got them to the Super Bowl, but that yeah. was Gruden's team. It yeah, wasn't exactly. anything Callahan did. If anything, Charles Woodson ended up leaving the Raiders because of Callahan. They had like yeah. speed, so. <laughs> yeah, so. exactly. Exactly. Yeah, but, yeah, I, but with, with Gruden, sorry to cut you off. No, you're with good, Gruden, you're good. With Gruden gone, they're able to get out of that contract. Now they're not tied. To, they was under a 10-year, $100 million contract. So, I mean, they, they had six more years of it at least. You know, I mean, like maybe you could fire them with two years left on it, but that's it's fully guaranteed, this contract. So it was this outrageous contract they were in, and now they're out of. And now they can kind of look around and, and pick their uh, – have their choice of whomever they want. Like, yeah, I'm looking at Kellen Mond for the Dallas Cowboys. I mean, there's a lot of good candidates the Raiders can go for. They're in a good position in Vegas. If they can make the playoffs, that just makes it an even more appetizing landing spot for another coach. Like, I can just take over this playoff team. Derek Carr's there. But, you know, I've also heard Mark Davis isn't even looking for a coach right now. And with my luck, they're just gonna they're just gonna extend Bisaccia and I'm gonna be be miserable forever. That's probably what's gonna happen. Yeah, and speaking of Kellen Moore, that's exactly right. I was actually thinking about whenever we were talking about this, and I was writing this question, I was like, I think Kellen Moore would actually be interesting in Las Vegas. Uh, We'll talk about Derek Carr a little bit uh, in our next topic, but kind of finishing here, I think in general where where Las Vegas stands is there they are what they are, uh, regardless of the coach. It's just kind of the culture that they have. Um, and it's something that I've seen in Washington, even with Jay Gruden, where they had a lot of talent on those teams and they had Kirk Cousins. They had prime Pierre Garçon and prime Deshaun Jackson, prime Jordan Reed, healthy Jordan Reed. And they couldn't get past nine wins, eight wins, seven wins. And it really it comes down to a culture. And that's what I think. That's whenever we can say, like, I know a lot of times we're not in these buildings, so we can't speak to it too much. But when it leaks out onto the field and they're kind of always at the seven, eight, nine win kind of deal. I think it's, I think culture is probably the biggest reason for it. Culture and coaching, honestly, the two C's. And I think that's kind of where they're at. And even with, you know, with John Gruden, I was with you hundred percent when he was hired, I was like, this is dumb where the NFL is going. His style, it does not work. Uh, The NFL is everything needs to be exotic. These days, people are doing exotic things in the run game. Like, that's how you know where the NFL is going. And now this dude just doesn't fit in with his, with his mile long play calls. It's like, why, why, why left B 52 exit. It's like, bro, just tell me the dang play and let's go. Like, I don't, we don't need all of that, but yeah, I digress. It's just, I think in general, just where Vegas is at right now, it's, it's, it's a breath of fresh air. It's so tragic how all of this happened, but now y'all can build towards something else. Hopefully y'all can do it right. Mark Davis, I don't know. I'm a little worried. We will see what happens. Kellen Moore would be a great hire, but even then, y'all, you guys need a GM too. And like you were mentioning, man, the the misses in the draft. I've had plenty of tweets about you know your drafts, and I've tweeted to you like, hey, y'all say a prayer for my brother because it's rough, man. <laughs> Damon Arnett, who I liked, I really liked him in that draft. I thought he was a late second round guy. Uh, last year was my first year. You liked him in the, the second draft. round, and they yeah. took him like 24th yep. or something. Yep. Oh, yeah, yeah. Last year was literally my first year, you know, doing the draft stuff and really going into detail pretty deep, writing articles. And I was like, I like Damon Arnett, but late second round, I like Jeremy Chin, kind of guys like that in the late or the second, late second. Uh, Henry Ruggs, I was really iffy on. Um, and just overall, you guys have missed a lot. Even that one draft where you had three first in um, Abram, Jacobs, and Cleveland Farrell. Cleveland yeah. Farrell's playing yeah. special teams. I know, I know. They've started like, to put him in the rotation again last mm-hmm. couple games, but definitely not starting playing like 16 snaps a game as yeah. the number four pick. Yeah, it's pretty yeah. bad. Yeah. You and, know, and- I, I saw you say Abram was a bust, and I'm going to push back. Just Are you going to push back on it? Go ahead, was, go ahead. He was, he was the first couple years, and I was with you, especially 
He went out and got injured, which was crazy. His very first game, game. first quarter. Yep. He smacks into a, a Denver Bronco and separates his shoulder out for the year. And then he comes back next last year. Uh, he's still, he's a bit of a wild Bronco, even still where he goes in there and he goes for the hard hit when he should go for the smart play, maybe mm -hmm. play for the ball. Don't miss a tackle. Don't run into your own teammate and get him hurt. He's done that <laughs> a couple times. Yeah. 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 He's, he's getting better at that this year. And I think with Trayvon Morig playing next to him, he was a second round pick out of TCU. Love yep. Love they've, him. they've both, they complement each other really, really well. And uh, you've, I see a different Abram this year, but I, I was with you at the, when he, when they first took him, I was like, man, this guy's, he's too wild. He's too, he doesn't know how to play smart football, but he's really started to play smart football recently. That being yeah. said, Mayox draft picks have been horrendous outside of Josh <laughs> Jacobs. Yeah, I like Trayvon Morgan a lot. I loved him. I thought Washington could have potentially taken him at 19, and I said on my podcast, I think that's what they were going to do. I loved Morgan. I thought he was a first-round prospect. Can play, you know, the 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 deep, just the deep safety, just by himself, single high. Can play two deep, three, don't matter what it is. I loved Trayvon Morgan. and I can see that too. I think maybe Jonathan Abram, y'all could use him like a like a Landon Collins, someone who kind of is kind of closer to the line of scrimmage. I'm not really too. Uh, certain you can kind of cover that the single high look the cover two stuff i'm not 100 percent sure i haven't watched enough tape on it but i'm sure he can cover quarters and stuff like that too so i'm sure he can do some things in coverage but i think players like him with that play style like you said so heavy hitter and wants to go for the hit and wants to kind of go downhill that play style of a landon collins jamal adams kind of player could yeah. work for him you know even I a jeremy so chin too. yeah even a jeremy chin jeremy chin you can use him like that as well yeah, and I think that's what it is. Morig is a little bit better at coverage, and so that's yep. why, you know, Abram can kind of wander around and do more of what he does instead of having to worry about covering receivers. But I mean, one of the one of the biggest touchdowns that the Cowboys had was was on Abram. Yeah, I mean, they, they, they caught it right over him, and it's just like his, his coverage has is leads, leads much to be desired. That's for sure. Yeah, and and I guess we'll end there on the defensive side of the ball before we kind of transition to Washington really quick. You got to talk about my, certif my certified pre-owned car, man. I've told you about Derek Carr, oh, how I like man. him. He's not a new car, but he's a definitely my Honda Civic out there, my certified pre-owned. I love it. <laughs> I love him. He's a top 12 quarterback to me. Port Football Focus has him the number 12 quarterback. Uh, right. I, don't have the, right. I don't have the EPA numbers in front of me, but I'm sure he, he routinely ranks in the top 12, 13 in EPA and stuff like that. Uh, yeah. He's a really good player. What do you think of him? And do you believe he should be your long-term option with a new regime likely coming in? Um, I love him. And yes, I do think so. And I'll, I'll tell you why. And you know, if you, if you wander onto the, the streets of Raiders Twitter from time to time, I don't recommend it, but if you do, <laughs> you'll see a lot of people who hate Derek Carr and they're calling for Marcus Mariota, you know, oh, and no. I understand, you know, I mean, Mariota, yeah. he had a lot of did cool things in college in the PAC 12, you know, and, <laughs> and, and, and now it's, it's, he's, He's, listen, he's not Derek Carr, and Ger Derek Carr has been, just like you said, number 12 out of 32 starting quarterbacks. That's He's not top five, but he's above average. And I think in the NFL, that is rare. It is rare to find those guys who are top 16, who are in the top half. You know, you're not going to find your Aaron Rodgers, your Patrick Mahomes all the time. It, it, to, if you can get a guy who's very steady, doesn't throw a lot of interceptions, when he does throw interceptions, it's with – the, with the Raiders um, playing from behind and he's trying to catch up. Yeah. And so he, he just tries to do too much. So it seems like the only time he really seems to, to throw interceptions. And I mean, he, he's, he's a steady guy. It's been in the league a long time. He's a good guy. Um, strong arm. When you let him do it, that was the knock on him early on was that this guy can't really throw it down the field very far, like eight yards of completion. 
now, I mean, you know, Ruggs is out, but they've been able to bring in Deshaun Jackson, and he showed what he can do with Deshaun Jackson last week. Um, with, with guys who have the ability to go deep, he can air it out. He can put out. He can put it on that arm. He just hasn't had the team sur- surrounding him. The one time he did, he broke his leg right before the playoffs, and the Raiders lost to Brock Osweiler and the Houston Texans in the first <laughs> round. It's the only playoffs I've seen from the Raiders in 18 years. First round loss to the Texans, so it's been a tough yeah. go. But that being said, I'm old enough to remember the 10 years preceding Derek Carr before he got to to Oakland, now Vegas. Yeah. And it was, oh my gosh, it was a graveyard of, of quarterbacks. You know what it's like in Washington. Yeah. Yes, I mean, I that's why like yes, you want Derek Carr. And I'm like, no, no, please. I will, <laughs> I'm going to hold on to this mediocre quarterback till I, till I die. Like, I don't, I don't want him to leave because I've seen what happens before. And it's two, three, four win seasons. At least the Raiders can get to eight and eight because they have a solid enough quarterback. If they finally just don't crumble around him, that's really what it is. It seems like. With the, whether it's the Antonio Brown situation a few years ago, all the situations this year, there's always something surrounding him to hold him back in the Raiders back. Yeah. And you'll even see it. I see it every year around this time where he gets really frustrated. He'll just throw the ball in the air. And you know, it's very <laughs> yeah. unlike him. Like he just like literally like it's a punt. And uh-huh. you, can, you can tell he's just, he's just frustrated how everything was, it looks so good. They always start so hot and then something always happens. And it's culture. Yeah. It goes back to what you said with culture. I mean, you guys have the issue with, mm-hmm. I say you guys, the Washington football team has has issues <laughs> with, with with Snyder. And, I, you know, I, it may not be as nefarious with, with the Raiders, with Mark Davis, but I still think he's somewhat inept and he doesn't know what he's doing. And he's good at delegating and saying, I don't know what I'm doing, so I'm going to hire all these other people that know what they're doing. But he's not hiring the right people. He's, he's watching exactly. TV and hiring Mike Mayock and John Gruden. <laughs> so it's just, it's, it's, more mismanaged than it is, you know, actually like screwing over fans and yeah. players and stuff. Oh, like don't Snyder. even get me started. Yeah. I don't mean to slander your, your team owner. <laughs> no, I don't know. No, I didn't know if this was a, Snyder, a pro Snyder pod. No, it's not a pro Snyder pod. Oh, no, that's good. No. I can't no. imagine. I know he started his own website to put out. <laughs> you heard of this? No, I have not. I'll send oh. you. I'll I'll send it to you off off this. But I don't. I don't. Has, they have a website uh, set up for the Washington football team where it just like it's like a PR machine oh, that they goodness. caught. They were able to tie it back, but they tried to hide it so it looked like an actual um like Washington like news site or something. Yeah. But no, and fun. it's not. No, yeah, no, I don't. Yeah, no, we're not pro Snyder. I'm definitely pro Ron Rivera. That's the one, the one guy yeah. that I'm definitely very pro on. And, and some people want to argue with me. I've gotten plenty of hate DMs from Washington fans telling me I'm an idiot and all kinds of stuff because <laughs> I'm a Ron Rivera guy. But here's something about Derek Carr coming back to him. So a lot of times we always talked about quarterbacks who kind of needed, um, they needed a better, better team around them to really kind of show how good they really are, right? And Matt Stafford was one where everyone was like, man, you know, if you just give him a team, you know, blah, blah, blah. And granted, uh, Derek Carr hasn't thrown for 5,000 yards in a season, uh, but he's, you know, he's routinely in the 4,000s without a question, especially the last couple of years. Uh, one thing Matt Stafford was really good at and a lot of people talked about and kind of led them to this belief that, hey, if he had a better team, uh, you know, he, you know, great things would come, you know, but good things would happen. He had 28 game-winning drives through his eight years, and that was really significant. That's why a lot of people thought, man, if you can just give him a team, something's going to happen. You know, he would, he can be that guy for you. Well, Derek Carr has 27, and he's still throughout his eighth year right now. 
I mean, Derek Carr is someone who's so steady. Yeah, he's he's an above average guy. And that's kind of what you really hope for, what you really want at, at a base level in your franchise quarterback. I don't think you want a Kirk Cousins. I like Baker Mayfield, but I don't think you want that either. I think you want someone that's just a little bit above average, kind of in between like Ryan Tannehill and like, I don't, I don't know who's like a guy who's a little bit better than Carr, but he's not great. I don't know. It's not off the top of my head. I can't say it, but that's kind of what you want. And Derek Carr is that. I mean, 27 game winning drives routinely, like you said, He's, he's, he's just so consistent. Not a lot of picks, a lot of touchdowns. I mean, this guy's really, really solid. I really, really like Derek Carr. I hope that he's with, with y'all for the long term, you know, for your sake. But if it's Washington, man, he, he needs to be there. If you have a shot, you need to take it. Uh, yeah, especially, uh, go ahead. Oh, yeah, I was going to say Washington's prime. All you, all you yeah. need is a quarterback. It yeah. feels like. I mean, I mean yeah. you know, I don't watch him as closely as you or as, I'm sure as people who are listening do. But that's what I look at them. And, you know, Heineke hats off to him i mean you know do it doing what he can but i mean it, it's 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 uh th- that's the one piece that's missing so i i know i understand why you covered covet Derek carr him, <laughs> put him in yeah. there and i think he's throwing bombs to mclaren and and things are rolling yeah i'm i'm a big Derek carr guy and we're gonna now we're gonna transition here to the washington football team uh, before we get into our, our predictions and all that, Washington's coming off a huge win against Seattle. I understand Seattle is not the Legion of Boom 2014 team, but you couldn't tell the players that. Uh, I know we both cover, you know, college football. We've been, you know, after the games, we've seen, you know, the losses, the wins and the losses. Um, it doesn't matter who they play. If it's a three-win team, a seven-win team, if they look at that opponent and say, hey, they're a good team or that's a good player, you know, that's going to do a lot for your confidence. We've seen that in college. You know, being you at Texas State, and we see it. I would imagine it. You know, we could see it here in the NFL. They beat that Seattle team. Uh, they were in control of that game. They had the ball for 41 minutes, almost 42 minutes of that game. Uh, they were in control of that of that game. So I know a lot of people are kind of skeptical about. You know, hey, this isn't the same Russell Wilson. Blah blah. blah. You couldn't tell them that, in my opinion. I don't think if you told them that, they would look at you like you're crazy. Like, like, do you hear yourself? Like. We just played Russell Wilson. We just shut them down. You know what I mean? So with that being said, what do you think of their recent wins? I know it sounds like I just defended their most recent win because I know I got some people who are trying to argue with me about it or whatever. What do you think about their most recent wins, uh, on, you know, just over the last three weeks? Yeah, I mean, three-game winning streak, if I'm not mistaken, that one mm-hmm. over over Seattle. I mean, Seattle's still Seattle. I mean, I feel like that's a really good coach they have. Russell Wilson, yeah, he's, he's still coming back from, from some stuff, but – I still feel that's a strong team. It's it's three game winning streak in the NFL. I mean, you you can't you can't knock that. I mean, it, it's they're on a roll. I mean, I know it's like the Panthers, and I don't know who the first one was. Uh, Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay. There you yeah. go. All right. Yeah. yeah. I was there. That's the only reason why I know. I was. Oh, there. Oh, <laughs> you were there. I knew yeah. that. You were there. That's pretty cool. You see, hey, ever since you were there on three game. Yeah. Winning look, streak. see, oh. I'm trying to. They need to hire me now. Look, there I'm trying to go. tell. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's. Uh, but no, I, I think. Uh, I watch every time I watch Washington, I, I think that I'm like, if they just had a quarterback, it would be a completely different situation for them. And I feel like the, the Washington got RG three around the same time the Raiders got car. And you know, and, and the unfortunate stuff that happened with RG three, depending on who you want to blame for that, it's a whole nother yeah. deal, but you know, that, that whole situation, I, I feel like if he hadn't gotten as banged up, you'd be looking at two teams with two set quarterbacks. Who knows? Yeah. Who knows what what where that would lead them now? Um, but I look at them at McLaren. I know he's a terrific receiver, one of the best in the league. Got a good running game. 
Um, Gibson, of course, is really good. Even McKissick, I remember him at Arkansas State yep. from covering the Bobcats. So it's cool to see him get going. Um, defensively, honestly, don't know too much about Washington defensively. Sorry, I covered mm. college, so I don't. No, I'm not sure. Watch them too closely. You can you mm. can help me out on some of that. Oh, I, yeah. I do know they are like minus four in turnovers, which I mean, yeah. that's pretty dang good. I mean, it's yeah. obviously Heineke's not. He's doing enough where he's not turning it over a whole lot. Or, I mean, what do you what when you watch Heineke? What do you think of him? What do you, what is your kind of assessment on him? I've just seen him kind of yeah. sparingly, and you know, and I I, I root for him because I always like whenever it's some guy with some name you've never heard his <laughs> stuff. But what what do you think? Yeah. So for me, Heineke, I, I, it's really interesting because so a lot of people, I've made my opinion clear. Like I don't think he's that guy in terms of like a franchise quarterback. Um, and it's not because of certain things that you would expect. Like, for example, he processes the field pretty well. Uh, they have him do some, you know, full field reads and he can he, he can read a defense. It's not the worry. That's not the worry. It's really the ability that you worry about and particularly the arm strength. Uh, reason being is his arm and just in general on those timing routes, uh, not necessarily the deep throws because of the deep throw is open. He he doesn't, you know, short arm or long arm it. Uh, if it's open, he'll make the throw. But on those timing routes in particular, whether it's the comeback, the, the dig, whatever it is that you need from him to really drive that football, he doesn't have the arm for it. Mm. And especially in the red zone, you kind of see them struggle a bit because he doesn't have that arm strength. And I think in the red zone, especially when if you don't have Logan Thomas throw jump balls to you need to fit it into tight windows. I mean, we know this and he just doesn't have the arm strength for it. So while I like what he's doing and and quite frankly, I'm used to this kind of football in Washington winning because when we had Alex Smith before he destroyed his leg, they were six and two playing this exact same style of football run first, very quick, efficient throws, very easy, very simple. Um, and if you can control the clock, you can control the, uh, the trenches. I'm sure Coach Spav would tell us they want to run the football 100 times if they could all day, every day. They just want to run the football. And that's what Washington does. That's what they're confident in. So uh, back to Heineke, I do like him. I like his, you know, his moxie. I think he's a gamer. I think he's going to be a backup quarterback in Washington for a long time. But I know there's limitations there. And I've seen him throughout this year. So uh, I'm happy where he's, you know, with how he's playing awesome all credit to him you know god bless him i hope he's in washington as a backup for a minute but i know the ceiling is ultimately limited with the guy who is limited as a thrower which is kind of what you do when you're a quarterback <laughs> yeah yeah you know and, and i mean guys can have pretty solid careers as backups it's it, it, it oh, yeah. sounds it sounds like a dig when you're like uh he'll be a really good backup quarterback I, that's he could play for 10 12 years doing it that way i mean you look at like chase daniel he's been doing it forever yeah. Well, another thing, too, is Ryan Fitzpatrick is like a backup or a fringe starter for his entire career. Yeah. You know, and this yeah. guy can be that. He doesn't have the, the arm strength that the because Fitzpatrick has that a really good like a deep. He's a good like deep yeah. ball thrower. He has that kind of arm. But he's got a strong arm. Fitzpatrick. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. That's a, exactly strong arm. But he's not very accurate. And that's kind of the thing for me is like he's he know and he knows the field. He knows the game, too. He has like one of the highest Wonderlick scores like ever. And so he knows the game. But it's interesting, a guy like that, you know, who, who has an arm like that, man, the completion percentage kind of drop. It's kind of like interesting. You, you would think he'd be a little bit better, but I digress. I don't want to slander my guy, Ryan Fitzpatrick. He did play for Washington for eight snaps, I think it was, before he broke his hip. So <laughs> right. broke his hip. Yeah. That's an indicator you need to retire. I mean, yeah. Broken hip. Yeah. And, and, oh, man. I don't even want to go back to week one. I, we're just going to end it there, man. I can't, I can't do no. Doesn't it one. feel so long ago? Cause I'll yes. tell you this, week one, I had John Gruden as my coach. I had Derek Carr hitting Henry Ruggs for 70 yard bombs. 
I mean, things were things yeah. were looking great. I was like playoffs, playoffs, and then a few more pieces, and maybe a Super Bowl next year. It's yeah. literally my thoughts, week one, week two. And now I'm like, I don't even know. Don't even know now, what they're supposed to do. Now you're like, Derek Carr's gonna come to Washington, man. I can't believe it. Now that's what you're thinking. <laughs> you know, if the price is right, right? <laughs> I need like I need like five first round picks and ah uh, see now you're now you're breaking my back here, man. I can't do all that, man. But I think the only way, but then you know, you give the Raiders those five picks and they got Mayock picking them. So oh yeah, no, then it don't matter. Yeah, you you know you're right. Matter. You're right. Doesn't you're matter. Right. I'm very nihil I'm very nihilistic with my Raider fanship. I'm just like <laughs> nothing matters. Oh yeah. So I guess now we're just going to close this out here with just a final score prediction. Uh, I just want to hear, you know, who do you think is going to win and why? Well, you know, as much as I'd like to appease your listeners, who I'm sure are Washington football fans, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to have to pick my Raiders, but I'm, I'm going to pick a okay. close one. I don't think my the Raiders are good enough to really whoop anybody. Um, like you said, time of possession, Washington's pretty good at that. They'll, I think they'll still control the clock, but the Raiders will take it 24 to 21. 24 to 21. Okay. I actually think Washington's going to win 24 to 23. Wow. Right. Um, yeah. I think it's going right. to be very close as well. I think these teams are very evenly matched, uh, mm-hmm. but they're trending in two different directions and two different sides of the football. So weeks one through seven um, for Washington, they were one of the worst defenses in the NFL, according to EPA, according to a ton of analytics stats and to your eyes, they look, terrible uh for now now washington from weeks eight through you know from eight to ten they're one of the best drop uh uh, best defenses when defending the pass in terms of drop back epa they're ranking in the top 15 um drop back success rate looks a lot better they're in the top or the top 11 in that as well Uh, in terms of epa they went from 31st to now they're in the 20s which is a pretty significant jump considering how bad they were when the year started they were one of the worst defenses according to just about every metric so i think Washington's uh, finally starting to catch some momentum here. I think they're going to win. I'm buying into the fact that they're hot right now. I really, really am. Um, normally when teams, especially like Ron Rivera teams get on that roll, they don't stop. So, or they stop, you know, in the playoffs or in the Super Bowl or some crazy thing. I don't think they're going to the Super Bowl, but you know what I mean? They just keep rolling and rolling. Um, and then offensively for Washington, they started as the 26th best offense in the league from weeks one through seven weeks, eight through 10, eight through 11. They're seventh in the league in terms of EPA. So they're, they're completely different. Uh, I'm buying into the numbers. I'm buying into just kind of what I see with my eyes. And I think they're going to win, but I think it's going to be a very close game. I say Washington 24-23. Um, I don't know if I said this about the Raiders. I was mentioning about how they're going in different directions. Right now, the Raiders defense is 30th in EPA per play. Uh, in terms of success rate, they are 29th. So this defense is struggling a little bit uh, from weeks 9 through 12. So it's going to be an interesting game. We're going to see what happens. Uh, Washington's really on a roll. The Raiders are, like we mentioned, they're so hit or miss, especially towards the middle and end of the year. Uh, if they won, if the Raiders won, I wouldn't be too shocked. Uh, but if Washington wins, I think this is another quality win for them. Uh, and if the Raiders win, I think it's a quality win for them as well. Uh, because although where Washington started at, they are a much better team now than they were in September. Absolutely. I'd agree with you there 100%. You know, on the, on the Washington part. Uh, and, you know, when you, you talked about, um, the, I guess I didn't bring this part up, but, you know, Darren Waller might not even be in the game for the Raiders. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. So yep. He's a little banged up. You know, it's They get a few extra days with it being the Thursday game on Thanksgiving to to recover, but he's still not back at practice. So that could be that could be helpful for, for Washington. And they, they're so hurt at corner. 
the Raiders are, but they actually might get Trayvon Mullen back finally this week off of IR. So he's been gone yeah. their best corner, but Faison is hurt. Hayward is hurt. So, you know, you could, you could see McLaren definitely breaking loose and, and doing some damage. <laughs> I still think of my guy, Deshaun Jackson, man, people are sleeping on him because he's old and his yeah. first play. Did you see that fumble he had yeah. the first play with the Raiders? Yes, I did. Yes, I did. So bad. And if yes, you go back into his history, <laughs> you go back to his history. That's totally on par with him. He's, yeah. he's actually dropped the ball before the end zone in college yes, and, and in the NFL. Yes, he has. So, but, and, and, I, but he's been getting open. And that's what Ruggs used to do. Mm-hmm. Ruggs used to run behind the defense and make them all spread out. And then Carr would hit the underneath to Wall or Henry Hunter Renfro to a lot of these underneath plays or a wheel route to the running back, what have you. Um, and they didn't have that when Ruggs was gone for a while. Then they got Jackson going. And you're starting to see that a little bit more. And I think that's really where this offense goes. They don't have any great receivers, but they they tend to trick defenses with 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 uh, with uh, the deep routes. Oh yeah, no, I think it's going to be a very good game to Sean Jackson. Like we've, yeah, he, I don't know how he still does it. He, I, like I said on Twitter, he owns a home in Dallas. I mean, he he owns. I don't know what it is, but he when if he could play Dallas every week, oh he'd be he might already be in the Hall of Fame, but he'll be a bona fide Hall of Famer if he could play Dallas every single week. <laughs> Man, you know, I didn't even think about that. That was against Dallas where he, he last yeah, yes, week he when he popped off. And he's so used to that from the Eagles. And I'm sure you're used to seeing him. Yeah. From, uh, Washington. A Washington fan. Yeah. yeah. So I think that's all we got for today, brother. Thank you cool. for joining me. I'm I'm really, really glad I kind of had you on, man. It was just it was awesome, bro. I'm Like I said, I respect you a lot, brother. And I'm really glad that you joined me. Uh, so with that being said, let the folks know where they can uh, follow you and uh, kind of tell them what you got going on. Absolutely. You know, Dane, that respect is so mutual. You don't know, like I I see a lot of student reporters at press conferences and around a lot, and I'm not impressed with many, but I am very impressed with you. The the way you ask questions, the way you carry yourself, the way you are very dedicated to this, how you have your own podcast like this. I mean, you you asked me me to come on. I'm like, of course, you know, I want to, I want to support this because this is to keep that hunger, keep that you know, no matter even these Washington fans are going to jump in your DMs and trash you for no matter what you say. <laughs> any fan at any level is going to do that. Most of them want what you're trying to achieve. So just just keep doing that and, and keep kicking ass. Am I allowed to cuss? Sorry. But, yeah, you're good, brother. Thank right, you. Right Thank on. you very, very much. Now, yeah, let them know where to follow you and just yeah. everything, man. I appreciate follow, you. Follow me on Twitter at Kef underscore C, K-E-F-F underscore C. Got a podcast, Win Now or Get Bent. It's on Apple, Spotify, anywhere you can find podcasts. And, you know, if you're in Austin and you, you want to know some Austin news, subscribe to the Austin American Statesman. You can check out my Texas State uh, stories. Bobcats <laughs> and high school and whatever else. Oh, yeah. Alrighty, guys. Y'all take it easy. Go ahead and follow the Twitter at DA Bartonic. You already know where to find all, all my stuff, y'all. And until next time, peace. Thanks, Dave.